Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. And our special guest today is Chris Taylor. Hi. I'm still here. And, yes, he hasn't gotten sick of us yet. Nope. And, and I just like hearing myself talk, too, so. <laughs> Welcome back to the Beetlejuice Minute. Oh, my goodness. This will have been one whole month. Can you believe it? And I would like to give a shout-out to Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson over at the Star Wars Minute for giving, this, giving us the idea to do the Beetlejuice Minute. So, yay, thank you, guys. And if you have not checked out the Star Wars Minute, it's pretty darn awesome. Just trust us on this. And right now we're recording this in October. They're on hiatus at the moment, but they've been doing a couple of special edition minutes. Uh, they did uh, they did the Jabba minute, uh, and then they also did, uh, I think, almost running over the Ronto as well. So they've got a few things going before they come back for episode two. Excellent. All right, so minute number 20. What does that start with? It starts with, oh, the ghosts want us out of here, says Delia. And uh, ends with them kind of lost in sand dune land, or sandworm dune land. <clears throat> Sorry. Tatooine. Let's go with Tatooine. <laughs> now, I have a weird thought, and I'm going to have to say this carefully, because it, it made sense when I first thought it. I'm not sure if it's still going to make sense. So Delia, unlike Otho, who's not creeped out, he wants to find out what's on the other side of the door, Delia is kind of creeped out. And doesn't want to sense anything. She doesn't sense ghosts, but she knows what Otho's implying. So maybe if you're scared of ghosts, you aren't the type to see a ghost, which would then make you less scared. But if you're less scared, does that mean you might see one, which then might make you scared of ghosts all over again, which would start the whole cycle all over again? Y'all with me on this? You can't see this, but my head's turned completely around. Mine too. <laughs> awesome. My my contribution to this minute is complete. Uh, <laughs> Discuss among yourselves. Paradoxicalness. I think it's more she's too self-absorbed and and way too insular focused on herself that she wouldn't see anything, <laughs> living or dead. But my point is that she's just... Scared of, never mind, I'm not going to repeat that. Well, I I, I get what you're saying, yeah. In general, if you're scared of ghosts, you won't see them, but then you'll be less scared because you haven't seen them, and therefore you might then see one, which would then scare you and cause you to be not seeing them all over again. Oh dear, I've gone (laughs) cross-eyed. So, okay, let's go, move it right along. Well, I think, because, you know, she says it in kind of a sarcastic tone, where she's like, the ghosts of the people that lived here, and they want us out of here, let's do them a favor. You know, I think it's funny because she's saying it sarcastically and more so the let's do them a favor part is her big thing because she doesn't want to be there. She wants to be back in New York. But I like that that's kind of realistically what my my reaction to that whole sequence, like I said last time, would be, let's go. Let's get out of here now. But she's being sarcastic about it. But I would actually, I would be saying the exact things she says, but I would be genuine about it. They're the ghosts of the people who died in this house and they want them out of here, they want us out of here, let's do them a favor. And, but I would be serious about it. And 
Yeah, I, I can't even get into the whole being scared of them, not seeing them, then seeing them, and then making that scared because that 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 is straight out hurting my brain. To try to... <laughs> so I have to say, I love this tiny bit of business that I noticed the first time around, but then when we watched it minute by minute, as we as we do, <laughs> um, it gets even more insane. Um, this is when Charles sits back very carefully opens the magazine and the the one annoying thing about magazines are the little inserts that fall out so not one but two of them fall out um you know which kind of ruins the whole relaxation and then if you watch charles closely throughout the entire scene two more of those suckers fall (laughs) out (laughs) which i'd never noticed before and i'm like oh my god this would totally ruin my relaxation moment if every time i turned a page another insert fell out (laughs) and that's something we you know with the death of print we won't have anymore we'll we'll miss those little guys those Mm -hmm. little i won't miss buggers you'll miss them i was gonna ask about barry because barry used to actually be a magazine manager at a bookstore how many of those little boogers do you think you've had to put on They're like confetti. They're everywhere. Do they have like flashbacks while watching this scene? Yeah, exactly. uh, It's like nom all over again. (laughs) I just look up and I see the flood. (laughs) The thing I pointed out, or or is that, you know, the movie throughout was going to have like a lot of like claymation effects and stop motion effects. This minute is the only effect in it that I just downright hate. And it's whenever Headless Adam walks into the room and says that was close. Because the, the dummy thing that they use for Adam, I think it's because of how smoothly it's ro- Like, it's rolling. It's not even walking. It's, it, they roll it in. And it's like the one effect that, I think even as a kid, I was like, that does not look good. <laughs> like, I was totally cool with all the stop motion stuff that they use later on. I'm, I'm cool with, you know, any insert shots or, you know, even, even the weird being on the, the Tatooine Yellow Planet thing. That, that's all fine to me. It's just that one shot that I'm like... And I wonder if whenever they were shooting the movie, they were like, somebody needs to invent something better than this. Somebody (laughs) needs to invent something, perhaps with computers doing graphics or imagery of some kind generating. Just get a couple of Teamsters with a dummy and just have them bounce it in the frame and bounce it out again. (laughs) That's what what it is, too. It's like that smooth motion. Mm -hmm. It's like... It's like he roller skates in the frame. And if, <laughs> and if maybe they would have had like a little bit of doop, 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 as he's walking or something, right. it would have looked better. Yeah. Aww. Chris, we keep saying Tatooine, and the place they are going actually does have a name and is in our known universe. What? See, they... I thought it was some weird dune, sand dune, buggy, whatever, worm, wormhole. They, they go through a wormhole, get it? Ha ha. Ah, but I don't understand why there's new moons and stuff in the sky. Because apparently they're going to Titan, a moon of Saturn. There really is no rhyme or reason to it. I would have thought Pluto, with the whole, you know, dead underworld thing going for it. But uh, no, they're, they're just ending up on Titan some reason well it's because time and space don't work the same in the afterlife and we clearly see that in this one because barbara falls out the door and then not a second passes when he's looking for her and she is nowhere to be seen from his point of view anyway because he's actually looking for her right so already we get another instance that time and space do not work well here (laughs) now what i like just thinking about before she falls out is what inspires her to run out you know, of course, Barbara's being upset by everything, and 
there were, there were two details in the scene that I liked that kind of I always thought were kind of neat. And um, one of them was that she's she says, "What's the point of being a ghost if you can't scare people?" And she goes up and waves her hands in front of Charles's face while he's reading the magazine. And I always thought like. You know, that's that's really good acting that he doesn't because instinctively if somebody waves their hand in your face, you your eye will at least twitch to that direction. But if you look, he's actually looking away from her hand the entire time. Like he's like purposefully looking away so he can't even see her hand. <laughs> it's like, ah, that's how he did that. Okay, cuz he But I like that the last thing that she sees before she runs out of the house to her horror is Otho with measuring tape. Like that, that that's that's the final straw. She's like, I can't put up with this. She runs downstairs, sees Otho Gives. measuring something. Period, and she's like, not even painting or anything like that, just measuring. And she's like, Ah, I gotta go. And she runs out and ends up on a moon of Saturn because of Otho with measuring tape. Otho is do. so annoying. I think a lot of people would just run out the door even if he wasn't measuring <laughs> yeah. anything with yep. measuring tape. So that measuring tape is really wicked. Mm-hmm. Now, but that that does make me think now, though, like. What if one of these ghosts... Because, okay, they can touch things. They can physically manipulate things. We see that throughout the movie. So, bearing that in mind, you could grab somebody, too. What if you grabbed onto, say, Otho, because he was, like, closest, and dragged him outside? Ooh. Would he just end up going outside and still up in, on, you know, Titan? Or would that be how you could actually go outside a company Ooh. if you were accompanied by a person... That's like, say, question. if you went piggyback riding on somebody, then that's that's the only thing you had to piggyback ride around town to get around. Oh. Mm. They or, hadn't thought about that, did they? Yeah. Maybe that's in Beetlejuice, too. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, you are saying? You I was going to say, well, um, something that may or may not happen in this movie, but happens in other ghost movies, is the humans and living people get possessed. Mm-hmm. So, you mentioned piggybacking. Does that also, if if they're possessing the person, do they get shoved out into mm. Saturn as well? Or Ooh. can they walk away? Or as soon as they walk out, they have to be in that person the whole time. Yeah. Because if they try to come out, they back to Saturn. Interesting. Or, or if they possess somebody, but they can't leave like the threshold of the house. Mm. So they just possess people up to the doorway. <laughs> just, I would just totally pile of bodies. So they, well, just mess with the people. So they just wake up and be like, why am I standing outside of my front porch? And be like, tee <laughs> Wasn't I sleeping? Pose, pose them in weird ways. <laughs> Have them dressed in very odd. <laughs> why, why, why am I polishing this lion's balls? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's possessed. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was a callback to what, minute number two? Oh, God, no, it was, it was uh, more like five or six. six. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Long time ago. <laughs> it seems so long ago. It's it a month ago. Long time. <laughs> it's like, and you watch the movie and it's all together, but like, oh man, remember that time a month ago we were talking about that? You mean 15 minutes ago? 15 minutes ago, a month <laughs> Time does not have any meaning here. Are we on Saturn? That's right. Oh, what? That's what? right. That's meta for you. Meta, meta. <laughs> Broadcasting from Saturn. <laughs> That's minute 20 of the Beetlejuice Minute, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.